0: We're going to be talking today about being rooted rooted in Christ. And if you have your Bible turn to Psalm chapter one, we're going to read verses one, two, and three. The book of Psalms, chapter one, the very first Psalm, verses one, two, and three. And it will be up on the PowerPoint. But again.
1: Yeah, even if it's on the PowerPoint, it doesn't matter. Amen. You're going to find it in your Bible.
0: Yeah, you might want to underline some things as we talk, take a few notes. I think you're going to find what we speak about today interesting. So let's just read first, and then we'll pray. Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, mm. and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in all that he does, he prospers. Hallelujah. What an awesome psalm, mm. three verses. So let's just approach the Word of God with prayer first. Father, we, just, we do thank you for the wisdom, the power in your Word that we have. We could read it. It's a living word. Mm. And I ask you today to help us to believe it and to meditate upon it, to be doers of what this word says. Follow the truths. We don't want to be standing in the way of sinners and sitting with the scoffful, Lord. And we see so many people doing that today, Lord, taking counsel against your word. And so help us, Father, to be people who think upon truth, we want to be people that meditate upon your law day and night, and we thank you for the promise that you tell us that it, we will prosper when we do this. Our leaf, like a tree on, like a leaf on a tree, will not yes. wither, and Hallelujah. we will bring forth fruit in our life, Lord. That is our desire from our heart, and so help us this morning, uh, Holy Spirit, teach us in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So throughout Scripture. Um, God uses the image of a tree, of trees, as a spiritual metaphor uh, to reflect his desire for our life and in his strength for our life. Because when you look at a tree, a big, strong tree in particular, you know you you think of the word strength, don't you? And so we're sometimes called oaks of righteousness. We're going to get into the other names that God likens us to as far as trees go in this message. But trees seem to have... A special significance to God, again, as a metaphor to our life in him and what the strength of our life is meant to look like. You know, think about it from the beginning. In the very beginning pages of the Bible, in the Garden of Eden, there were two trees. Highlighted. Highlighted. Yeah, there were many trees, but he highlighted two trees. He he named the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil, and he named the tree of life. And God's desire, I think we all probably know the story in Genesis. God's desire was for Adam and Eve to partake of the tree of life. Yes. Live an eternal life with him and live the the life and dominion over the earth. That's what he intended when he was creating them. Um, But they had to go through a test of submission and obedience. And we all know what happened there. They Mm -hmm. flunked the test, if you will. (laughs) Because when they believe the serpent's lie... You know, they doubted God had, the the devil was tempting them at that point, you can be more like God if you eat of this tree, it's okay if you eat of this tree, and so they began to think about it, and they doubted, and they went ahead and ate of the tree, they disobeyed, they partook of it, and when they did, the power of sin and death, which is what the Lord warned them about, he said, when you eat of that tree, and the day that you eat of it, you'll die. Now, they didn't die physically instantly that day, but the the law of sin and death began to work in their body. It took 900 and some years for them eventually to learn, I think, how to die because they weren't familiar with death. And of course, there wasn't all the bacteria and and viruses and things that we deal with now today. But the power of sin and death entered into them. It entered into the world. And when you look around the world today and you see the sin and the suffering and Mm. the, uh, the, the wickedness, the greed, the pain that people go through. This is the result of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? Can I hear
1: an amen for that? And yeah.
0: people today, those trees are still there, if you will. People today are still feeding off of the fruit of that tree yes. of the knowledge of good and evil. You and I have a choice every day. The devil's working overtime. If you haven't noticed, you know, to lure people into doing what that scripture in Psalm 1 said, walking in the counsel of the wicked, standing in the way of sinners, yeah, sitting right. in the seat of scoffers. <clears throat> that comes from eating from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God's given every person free will to choose. You can choose where you're going to feed. And part, one, one tree is going to lead you into the path of life. yes. And one tree is going to lead you into the path of death or corruption for your life. Mm -hmm. And so partaking of the tree of life is going to strengthen our union with God, which is what God intends. Our union with him is to be one with him. We are to abide in him and draw the strength that comes from that. But partaking of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, will erode that
1: union. That's for sure.
0: But thank God, you know, Jesus is the way back to the tree of life. Amen? Thank God. Amen. For every person, there's nobody out there that's like, well, how do I get back to the tree of life? Available to every person. Jesus said, I am the way, Mm -hmm. I am the truth, I am the life. Come on. No one comes to the Father but through me. So he's the way back to the Father. This is what this whole journey in the earth is about. You know, you're... 80, 90, 100 years, whatever you live on the earth, is to get back to the Father, back home. Back home. I mean, this is why Scripture calls us lost sheep. We've been lost away from God's original family, what he originally intended for For us. us. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is the way back. He's the way, the truth, and the life. We can all really shout hallelujah. For sure. But, you know, we can partake. How do you partake of him and the tree of life, well, of course, surrendering your life to Christ, believing what we're saying, believing right. the gospel by faith, is the way through the door, the doorway back to the, to the tree of life, Come really.
1: On. It is. And, in,
0: and we have to keep renewing our mind to how to live because the Word of God is where we find our life now. It's like that Psalm 2, verse 1 or Psalm 1 verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates there you go. day and night. This is how we partake of the tree of life, if you will, the, the life in Christ. We have to know the Word of God because mm-hmm. this is the living Word. And it's not just enough to know it. We have to meditate on it. And that word meditate has this meaning of imagination even in your mind. Because yes. in Psalm 2, it uses that same word, they've imagined a vain thing. The people of the world are imagining a vain thing that they can overthrow God. That, so imagine, where do you imagine things? In, your, right. in your in brain. your brain. You your... get pictures. That's the imagination. It's is meant to be used to lead you also into the path of life, to imagine, to see, to meditate on, What God says about you. We just sang that song. I am who you say I am. Do we know who he says we are? And do we even have a picture of what we would look like as that person? Who we are in Christ. And this is what this message is about. Because God uses the the image of a tree to help us understand the image of strength that we are. And so this word meditate day and night. We can't just pass that off and go yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it... There's a lot of need to ponder in our imagination. It's really the key to the wisdom of God sinking down deep inside Mm -hmm. of our heart. Mm -hmm. And it's the key to discernment. It's the key to our endurance. Because as we read, what we behold, long enough we become. This is important. It's true. What you behold in your mind and think upon, you will become. You will begin to be the fruit of that will come forth in your life. Sometimes we have to look at the fruit in our life and go, maybe this is real. If you don't like it, maybe it's related to what I'm always beholding in my mind, in my thought life, what's always going around up there. Mm. So like a tree has deep roots, okay, like a tree has deep roots that need water, the, the word of God is the water for our soul. We have to let the root of our being go down deep into who Jesus says we are. That's true. And draw water. You know, we draw strength, nourishment from that life in Christ through the water of his word. It's
1: through the water of his yeah. word. And that reminds me of Ephesians chapter 5. If you're taking notes, Ephesians 5:26, it, it says that we're, to, we're going to be washed by the water of his word. Yeah. And our minds need to be washed by the water of the Word. Our minds need to be renewed to the Word of God. And it's something that we have to do daily. This is your survival, folks. This is, this is where you put your effort. It's survival. And when we do this, we draw water, living water of life, out of the Word of God. And that will change you spiritually. It will cause you to mature It'll transform your life little by little as we continue to do the same thing. Remember that race, the rabbit and the hare? Who wins? Yeah, the rabbit and the hare. No. (laughs) The rabbit and the turtle. The turtle (laughs) wins. Thanks, Chris.
0: It was a tie. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> rabbit in the. Hand. But it's that's a that's really helps us understand. It's a it's a slow journey. Things do happen quickly at times, but yet the 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 entire race is an enduring race, isn't it?
0: And keeping the image of who you are in Christ in front of you that whole time.
1: Right, and when we are renewing our minds to the Word of God, what are we doing? We're drilling down into that living water, and it's going to cause us to produce fruit. Pastor Mamie talked about it. Why is the world such a mess? Because what tree are they feeding off of? What are they doing? The law of sin and death is really what they're they're involved with. And we have to go to the place of living water. And that takes effort on your part, my part. It says our lease will not wither. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. It says the promise. storms of life will come, but yet you know what? We'll stand strong. This is on the outline here or on the the outline, that's how we used to do it. You know, <laughs> the, old, was,
0: the old days. I was looking
1: at some of the outlines. <laughs> that's some good stuff in there. <laughs> but look at the PowerPoint, this, this next one. It says, if the roots are deep and strong, the tree needn't worry about the wind. And the question then is like, you know, just like what Pastor Amy was, yeah. saying, mm-hmm. was saying. She was saying, you don't like the things that are happening in your life. You've got to find out where your roots are planted. Which tree are you taking part of? Tree of the knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life? And she says, it, just like you all know, it's your choice. It is your choice. Where are you planted? Where are the roots of your life planted? And you know, a lot of times, just like a tree, the roots, our roots, our spiritual life is unseen. It goes into the ground, the roots of a tree go into the ground, and they're doing what? Drawing up nourishment from the soil. Moisture, water, and it's going to produce fruit. And if that's planted in the wrong place, you're going to produce bad fruit. So where you're planted is very important. That's why the world is so messed up. Because they're planted and gaining the nourishment from the evil one. They're all falling for the same thing, is that you can be like God. You can run your own life. You can have your own way. No, when we submit to the life of Christ, that same life manifests and produces fruit in our life to bless other people, amen? Mm -hmm. And when you take these things seriously and you take them in faith, that fruit will produce in your life. An apple tree, Jason Brewer has apples at his his shop. You know, guess what? They're two, three years old and they're just little green apples. Well, if those apples, that tree grows another five years, you're going to get apples that you can eat. But as long as you and I keep walking in the things of God, that fruit will come. Mm -hmm. That fruit will come. When we see somebody, we don't get jealous of them. We say, you know what? I'm going to emulate what they've done. And that's going to find themselves in the word of God. Look at what verse 3 says on this. He, meaning you or me, (laughs) amen. amen. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water. It yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does is prospers. Now, there's a big thing, isn't it? Don't we want to prosper? But I want to prosper according to the Word of God and according Amen. to an eternal kingdom. Yeah. I want fruit that's going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, God will honor His Word in your life. He will honor His Word in your life. But we have to do it his way. And his way is found in this book. Yeah. Amen? Mm-hmm. God is not, he's not like a genie, rub the side of the lamp and I get what I want. No, he's, he's saying, let's grow. First the seed. Amen? But where we are planted is everything. It's everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, I, how many of you have ever been to Idlewild Park? Probably many of you have. Some of you have. I, I, I remember years ago taking our kids to Idlewild Park. And there were these huge, just magnificent trees in that park. If you've been there, you may know what I'm talking about. And uh, massive trunks. I mean, they just, they looked to be a few hundred years old. Like, they were just, they were big. And I, at the time, walking through there, I, I was, you know, with, the kids were little. And just, I was struggling in my heart about some things, especially to understand God's will about healing. I was, I just had something going on in my body, needed healing, and I just, I had doubts and fears. I, I knew what the Word of God said about healing, mm. had studied it, and I believed it, but then there was this, always this other doubt and fear coming against my mind, and it was a st- stronghold, really, when I look back on it, definitely a stronghold in my mind that was built up from just Living in the world, yeah, and like Second Corinthians ten talks about a stronghold that it's it, it wants to exalt itself. It's the lofty thinking that wants to exalt itself above the word of the Lord. So the word, if God's word, says, "By His stripes you're healed." You know, you, your natural mind is saying to you, "Yeah, but feel those symptoms. Mm-hmm. You're not healed, and you know what the doctor said, and you know what this could turn into." And so there was just this struggle. Uh, I had I had been trained as a nurse before we went into ministry. And so it was like that nursing and medical knowledge was doing me no good at that point. It was like always talking me out of what God was saying was true for my life. You know, just blah, blah, blah. It was always just dogging me. So as I'm standing there looking up at these trees, walking past them, and they just these big, it was in the summer, and so the branches were all green. And I'm thinking, these things are, I don't know how tall it was. They were huge. And the branches were wide. And it just was, mm. that in my mind, it was like, this is so strong and stately and resilient. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, think of all the, all the seasons that this tree has oh. weathered. Like, all the storms that it went through. And all <laughs> the, you know, if you're 100, 200 years old, you could imagine it went through a lot. And it's still alive. It's still standing. It's still growing. And, like, the Lord just spoke to me in that moment spoke to my heart and he spoke to me from Psalm 92. Yeah. In that moment which references this word picture like a metaphor of a tree But if we read it, look what it says.
1: Psalm 92. Psalm Psalm
0: 92. This is up on PowerPoint. But, you know, if you turn to it in your Bible, you want to have, you want to look at this in your
1: own Bible. Yeah, this is where you want to meditate. You want to get your imagination going. You want to own these things, just like this song we sing. I am who he says I am.
0: And so this is a word picture of what the Lord says about us. This is awesome. Awesome, and this is really great for your imagination to meditate on. Come on on now. Psalm 92, verse 12, and I'm reading from the Amplified, so it'll have probably more words if you don't have the Amplified version, but it says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Mm. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Yeah. Planted in the house of the Lord, here's the word again they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap. Mm. Uh, that means spiritual vitality and rich in the verdure or greenness of trust, love, and contentment. Verse 15 they are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. Mm. He's my rock. And there's no unrighteousness in him. And it was like at that moment, it was like, oh my Lord, you're telling me like, this is what I see for your life. It was so contradictory to what the mind of the flesh was telling me, but I hung on Mm. to that. It was like, this is awesome. When I went home and began to really read it and meditate on it. So it says, verse 12, like the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree.
1: Long live, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Yeah. Love that. I and mean, What a
0: great word picture. Exactly.
1: You've got to use your imagination. Sometimes we God's think, talking to you.
0: Yeah, we get older and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's like, no, upright, yeah. <laughs> useful, <laughs> fruitful, stable. Yeah. That's a great word picture. And then look at, we have just some, a picture of a date.
1: Yeah, the palm tree. He says uh, stately, like a palm tree. There we are. Look at that, folks. That's a date
0: palm in Israel, yeah.
1: That's us. This is what God sees when He looks at us. What does He say? Like, long live, stately, stately. They can be upright, useful, fruitful. (laughs) This is you and me, folks. Good gracious. I love it. (laughs) You know, those things can grow 90 feet tall. Ninety feet tall. And look at this next one. Look at how they get the dates. Look at that. One tree.
0: That's, they capture them before they take them to market. Like those are netted. All the dates coming off
1: that tree. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. One tree. Oh, my gosh. I love it. You know, <laughs> the, the date palm itself is one of the most ancient symbols for uh, the tree of life. And not only just the tree of life, but the palm branches, it's an emblem of victory. Of victory. Now, look at this next one. Look we'll at that.
0: The, yeah, yeah.
1: Look at that. Palm branches, an emblem of Jesus' triumph and victory. Remember when he came in on the donkey into yeah. Jerusalem? Yeah. What did they do? They waved palm branches and laid them down. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, that is the truth of what's going to happen. He's going to come back the second time. And, you know, in uh, Revelation chapter 7, just jot that down, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, it talks about those people who come out of the great tribulation. Now, that's not the true church. That's the people that went through the tribulation. The true church will be raptured out. But that's a lesson all of its own. There's a lot to say in there. But, amen, our blessed hope. Here we are. But it says in, in verse 9 there that these people came out of the great tribulation and that they were uh, wearing white robes and they had palm branches.
0: They're waving palm branches. Yeah,
1: come on yeah. now. That's, that's, that's victory. And they're shouting something. They are shouting. <laughs> he said they salvation.
0: Were, Go ahead. I mean, I just, salvation yeah. comes from our God is what they're shouting. Who sits who on, sits on the, the, throne the throne and, and to the, and lamb. the Lamb. Think about it. That's just an awesome picture.
1: <laughs> he said right. that there was too many people to count. When he looked at, too many people to count. And there's a gentleman that uh, we um, are blessed by, and he says there's going to be a billion soul harvest. (laughs) A billion soul harvest. What a shout. Uh, Let me tell you what, that's that's too many to count, huh? (laughs) But look, it says, we will flourish like a palm tree. What kind of? imagination do you have when you close your eyes and you see yourself flourishing flourishing what do you see
0: i mean first of all you need to ask yourself do you see yourself flourishing
1: boy that's good. do
0: you these are these are questions i don't think we ask ourselves we 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 tend to just live our life on a on a on a wheel of activity where, and do, and where are we going do yeah. you see your life flourishing though this is what the lord sees for your life
1: let's agree with him
0: and how and what kind of, why, why, how do I look if I'm flourishing? What this is part of this palm tree. Well, then I'm I have this sense of confidence in my life who Statement. I am in Christ. Yes, yeah, I'm upright. I'm not falling down. I'm not downtrodden.
1: Useful, yeah. fruitful. Right. Hallelujah! He's talking about you. This is who God sees you as. So when you get these little like Pastor Mamie was and. Second Corinthians chapter 10 says, you get these little thoughts coming at your mind saying, no, not you, not you, not you. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You've got to cast those down. You've got to replace it with the Word of God. You've got to bring your mind in subjection Traptive. to yeah. the Word of God. Now, there's a difference between being subject and submitting and obedience because you can obey without submitting. We need to submit to the Lord might get hung up on this too it says yeah pastor it says righteous will be this way the righteous will be this way do you know that if you're born again if you are a follower of Jesus Christ God himself says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus not going to be you are right now false and all Now, what kind of picture do you see in your mind when you say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? See, these are the things you're supposed to work this to build this. You're building the kingdom when you do stuff like that. See, we've been given eternal life. And what we need to do is get ahead of when we get to heaven by agreeing with him now.
0: I mean, our righteousness comes... By believing by faith in the power of the blood of Jesus, that's what we are believing. It's nothing about us. No. This is why it's hard, because you look at yourself in the natural, you look at how you feel, and you judge yourself from the natural, but we have to learn to live by faith and judge ourselves from, I am who he says I am, that's all we just sang, (laughs) and it's based on the blood of Jesus.
1: And what are you doing when you do this? When you start to agree with the word of God, you start to, you're putting your roots deeper. Right. You're going and gaining the nourishment from the tree of life.
0: And but what did his blood do? What did his resurrection do for us? These are the things we have to meditate yes. on and think about. Your and sins are forgiven. That means. Hallelujah. Right. There's victory over sin, hell, the grave. What he, Jesus won, he gives the victory to
1: us. Totally.
0: So we have eternal life, and these are the things, like you say, that we draw upon. We have to meditate on that, because on your worst day, when you get up and you're thinking all the negative things, you better know how to cast those imaginations down, and you better know what to think on. Otherwise, your day will just go in the direction of...
1: And nobody's in charge (laughs) of your thinking but you. Yeah. You are responsible for what is in between your ears.
0: And and we will flourish. Your life will slowly flourish, change, yes. be transformed if if you intentionally and in ro- faith and in faith root yourself in these truths. Yeah, and it does take effort. How many of you know that? It takes a lot of effort, actually. A lot of
1: effort after times, walking
0: with the Lord for a yep. lot of years, that you realize this is something you do all the time. It's just easy to slip back into the natural. Mm -hmm. And so as we learn to do this, though, through every day, every day, the highs and the lows of life, every season of life, month after month, year after year.
1: Year after year. All
0: those seasons of life, all the highs and lows, we're continually reminding ourselves, speaking about who we are in Christ. This is why it's so important that we gather together and we learn these Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And we talk about them together. We talk about you know, how, this is what I'm going through. And, and somebody else in the body of Christ can give you encouragement Or say, don't quit.
1: show you a scripture we're, that lights you up. Right. I mean, this is, we're the body of Christ. Jesus Christ can talk through you to help somebody else. Yeah. So
0: we all get, feel faint and weary. Yep. You know, even though he says you're, you're like a palm tree strong, but we know in the natural, we can feel like, I feel pretty faint and weary. Sometimes, yeah, but then the Lord says He increases might, He gives power, Come you know, on. to the faint and weary.
1: Come on, but to Him
0: who has no might, He increases strength. He tells us that in Isaiah 40. Yes, we sing that song, Strengthful Rises You Wait Upon the Lord. Right? Come How does on. that happen? Well, we wait in union with Him, yes. we have to get our mind renewed and be thinking. Yeah. All right, wait a minute. He says, I'm, I'm righteous, and, and I stand tall like a palm tree. Like, I'm drawing from yes. your strength, Lord. This is who you say I am. Mm. I mean, many Christians are living really in their own strength, yeah. out of their own strength. As we wait upon the Lord, this isn't like strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. That doesn't mean I just, it's like, I'm just waiting for the Lord to do something. <laughs> waiting, actually, that word waiting is an active verb. That's if you look correct. at it in the Hebrew. Yeah. It actually means you're intertwined together. Mm-hmm. It's like th- chords, like three cord with the Lord is really the meaning in that. So when we're waiting, we're in union. We're thinking upon. We're imagining who we are. Yes. Seeing ourselves who we are in Christ. And as we do that, that's faith. Yes. And faith starts <clears> to, there's a power to it. It starts to. Uh, energize our body but many christians and, and many christians are living i believe out of their own strength i know we I, did i did that yeah. i still do but i mean i i can see the difference you have determination i'm going to serve the lord i'm going to do this i'm going to
1: and you need that
0: and you do need that but if you keep sometimes you know after many years you do 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 for the lord in your own strength you you hit walls don't we all hit walls and I mean this is where you with some people give up, you know, you burn out, drop out, whatever you want to call it. Yep. We, it takes a long time to realize the difference between living for God in your own strength and learning to draw your strength from him. It, uh, you can only I can talk about it, you can explain your experiences, but you all, you, we each have to go through this Amen. individually. As yeah. you hit your wall, the Holy Spirit starts to help you understand. Like maybe you were feeding too long at the other tree. <laughs> like you were, you know, your mind has been in other places, and you're, you know that you still love the Lord. It's just that where our mind is set Come on. has a lot of effect
1: Everything. on
0: how out, you know, the outlook of your life will be. For sure. And so this... this um, we have to just learn to root ourselves in there who we are go. in Christ. But Colossians two seven, if you want. I really
1: like this. I Colossians two seven. It's this is out of the Living Bible. It's a paraphrase. It's it's not a straight translation. There is a New Living Translation, but this is out of the Living Bible. This is the the Bible that I the first Bible I ever owned, and this is the one that my dad gave me. And, uh, man, I read it completely when I was uh, 1974 or so. But look what it says here. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all he has done. Yeah. God will stabilize your mind. And I think that's one of the biggest problems of, of the American church right now is that people have been watching too much TV and they, they're going to help you lose track of stuff every six minutes. There's going to be a commercial, so you can't keep working your mind and focusing. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> He will stabilize your mind. You know, He will, without a doubt, direct your path. You need to open yourself up to Him. Lord, I think this. What do you think? You got to ask Him. You got to invite Him into your life. And the more you invite Him into your life, making decisions and what you're doing, it's going to help you understand that He is with you all the time. He'll never let you down. Didn't we just sing that? And little by little, if you just put your hand to the plow and keep doing these things, little by little, your life will start to flourish. Yeah.
0: I mean, these trees that are hundreds of years, some of them thousands of years old, thousands. they grew little by little. Yeah. It's like the second part of Psalm 92, verse 12 says, uh, they, they will grow like a cedar, like they, meaning us, the righteous, will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And they use those words, majestic, stable, and, and incorruptible. yeah. So here is what a, a Lebanon cedar looks like. Here's the... Isn't that a magnificent tree? I mean, you've got to love that tree.
1: <laughs> tree I could be a tree hugger.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's awesome, <laughs> a grandeur. Lot of, a lot of
1: firewood in that, John.
0: <laughs> no, we're not cutting that tree down. <laughs> I mean, that tree, I don't know. Who knows how old that tree is. But I mean, in the Bible... The trees of Lebanon yeah. uh, were often known to be 1,500, 2,000 years they would live. Old. And so think about it. Just take a look at that tree when the, the God says the, the, the righteous will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Look at the strength of that. Now look at that. That's what he pictures for your life. What?
1: The base oh. of you are, is solid.
0: Grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, no wonder it says stable and incorruptible. Ooh. It's awesome. What an amazing word picture to plant in your heart. Think about, this is, how the, this is the way the Lord sees me, mm. in my, just in my imagination. Yeah. Like I said, these ancient cedars were known to live at least 1,500 to 2,000 years. And they, the, the Lebanon cedars, if, if you've read through the Bible... They're, they're mentioned. I read, looked at something up, it says 71 times the cedars of Lebanon are mentioned in the Bible.
1: Mm, mm.
0: So to the ancient Hebrew, this tree meant something. Yes. It was an item that had this luxury and wealth to it. They, they didn't necessarily grow a lot in Israel, so they had to transport them like in Lebanon, which is a couple hundred miles north of Israel now. But they had to transport them, and so only the wealthy could do that because they... Those, they valued these trees. And they constructed, if you, when you go back and you read through the Bible, David constructed his palace with cedars of Lebanon. It said Solomon used it in the building of the temple. It, in fact, it said all of the temple was paneled in cedar. Can you imagine the smell of that place? And then he built <laughs> yeah. uh, his own palace.
1: Right, there you go.
0: It said in 1 Kings, all was cedar, no stone was visible. And the reason was, was this wood was so durable, and it was resistant to insects and rotting, and it was carvable. Like, because when you read in the Old Testament in 1 right. Kings, the, all the carvings that they did, it was in cedar wood. Whew. But apparently, as durable and as strong as it is, it was wonderful for carving. They, they even made ships and boats out of it. Mm-hmm. But Solomon then, you know, had it in his columns and beams and roof for his own palace. And like I said, to just imagine walking through. Yeah, you How can... many of you have ever had a cedar chest? I know those were maybe things in the past. But our generation, we, we had cedar chests. And there was a reason. Our generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you smell that cedar it even has medicinal qualities yeah, too. There but there's, you go. there's so there's a significance though to the Lord saying, "You shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon." I mean, look at this one because of its size. The next slide here, I have here because of its size and diameter and lifespan. Like the cedar is a symbol
1: yeah, in Scripture
0: of some things. To the Hebrew mind, it signified greatness. You could see why. It signified nobility even because it's, it, it was an item of luxury and wealth for someone to have something made from cedar. Strength, I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> These trees could also grow like as tall as the palm tree, about 100 feet in the air. Prosperity, incorruptibility. I mean, if it's living for 2,000 years, that's, that's a long...
1: <laughs> this that's, is how God sees you. Yeah. This is what we need to start to agree with him. We're not great in our own greatness, we're great in his yeah. greatness. I mean
0: There's greatness in your life. Greatness not yeah, on an ego way, but your life has significance Amen. when you look at the, the meaning of this. It's like so God's saying your life is significant and it's noble. Noble. Why does it say noble? Because you in Christ have become a member of a royal family. That's it. Think about it. Doesn't that make you feel better about yourself? I mean, we all just watched recently the passing of Queen Elizabeth and all that pomp and circumstance and all of that royalty, and I think that's nothing compared to what, who we are, what we've been given in Christ. Yes. We are part of a royal kingdom, a dedicated nation to the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: And just the mighty strength. When God says, I have strength to give you, Above and beyond what you could ask or think.
1: Yes, hallelujah. I mean, we, we can
0: draw upon this as we just meditate on the truth and declare it. Oh, I thank you for giving me the strength that I need, Lord. We have to accept the fact that it's true. Yes. Sometimes we're like, Give, I'm just waiting for strength. Well, you have to declare, I have. He's made me with strength already. I have the strength of God.
1: That's it. I always, I'll always. i tell you what, I can be so exhausted and then I'll speak out of my mouth because the spirit of faith is I believe in my heart and I speak with my mouth. It's Psalm 27, the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength yeah. of my life. Yeah. And I won't sit down, I'll continue doing what I'm doing. And about 10 minutes later, I just, I'm not tired anymore. Mm. I just keep moving forward. It's called faith in action. And
0: death and life are in the power of the tongue. These things yep. do matter. They, they do. really do matter. And they matter whether we do them or not. Yeah, we well, might know them, but you have to ask yourself at home as I live my everyday life, do I do them? Do I actually believe this? Yeah. And so these, these, the character then of the cedar tree, there's just some great spiritual applications we want to go through before as we finish out the message, to our own lives that I believe God wants us to see. Number one, the it's, cedar tree, we go to it's this. It's deep
1: we roots. It has deep roots. It, it's, for, for, listen to this. For every 10 feet of height that it has, there's 30 feet of root going down.
0: See, sometimes we just pay attention to the outward part of what our life is, but it's like, how deep it's, are we going yeah. spiritually?
1: Where are you rooted? If, if he's calling you a cedar of Lebanon, then we better get rooted in the right soil, and the, obtaining the right nutrients. Come on. And that means that you have to, to be persevering. When everybody wants to be burned out, you got to just say, Lord, I need your help here right now. And continue to do the right thing. Not sit like Pastor Mamie says, I'm waiting. No, it, it, this waiting is an action word. We're waiting on the Lord. That means I'm going to be entwined with the Holy Ghost. He's going to help me. Ten feet high, 30 feet in the roots. That's amazing. And what does that remind you of? Anybody know? Ephesians? I want to be rooted and grounded in the love of God.
0: Yeah.
1: In the love of God. I want, to, I want to be rooted in the love of God. Yeah. You know the love of God surpasses knowledge? When I read that, when I heard that, you know I threw a pencil up in the air, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and now here's the thing too. Penetration. We're talking about these roots. You know these roots... <clears throat> At the tips of these roots, there's some kind of substance that actually has this incredible penetrating power. It actually can go through rock. Yeah, look at this next slide. It'll look show at this. Look at this. Just growing on yeah. rocks. Those
0: are the roots can
1: trees. go through the rocks. It
0: penetrates, yeah. Oh,
1: man. You know what? I want that in my life too. I don't care what kind of storms come into my life. I want to be able to penetrate through those storms of life, through the rock and hard place, and get into the Word of God. Right. I want that life that comes from the living Word. I want that tree of life to manifest in me. Yeah. We'll
0: flip the next slide
1: there. There you go. There you go. Look oh. at that. I want my life to drill through the difficult times so that I cannot be moved because I'm anchored in the rock of Jesus Christ. That's us. You know, this is you're the tree that is being spoken of here. I'm the tree that's being spoken of here. This is who we are. we got to understand who God made us. We're not just, there's Steve Ogle. Boy, look at his past. No, old things are gone. All things become new. All things are of God. That's right,
0: yeah.
1: He made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm now an ambassador. I'm that, I have nobility now. I am, yes, I am chosen. God chose you. Amen. He chose you. He says, I want him. I want her. And then he says, this is who you are. All-powerful God, and all he's asking us to do is agree with him. Yeah. If you agree with me, that nourishment, that life that you deep down from the roots will come up, and your leaves will not wither, and your fruit will come every season.
0: Ah. That's a wonderful promise. Wonderful promise. Another thing about the cedar tree, the next is usefulness. Of course, there's usefulness. The, the cedar tree provides the needs for other just living animals, like birds to nest yep, in exotic. branches, mammals to take shelter in the, in the thick branches. It's like Psalm 104, verse 16, says this, The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly and filled with sap. All right. The cedars of Lebanon, which he has planted, where the birds make their nests. hmm so we want our lives we want our lives to be useful you know for the sake of being helpful to others use my life lord let let the tree of my life you know let other people find helpfulness the way a bird Amen. would nest in it let it, let my life be useful for for the sake of others and then another uh, characteristic of the cedar tree that we could relate to spiritually is the cedar has a resistance to decay
1: this is pretty amazing
0: Now, apparently, the sap of the cedar tree has compounds in it, just natural compounds that are resistant, repellent to, like, harmful insects and bacteria and fungi that would grow on the tree and destroy the tree. So that's what contributes, they say, to its long life and its longevity, that this natural, the sap that's in it, resists harmful insects. And the smell, apparently, of the wood is so powerful mm. that it does repel insects. And I, I think about, again, the cedar chest. It's like, you, this is why we put wool, which is subject to little moths that will eat through the wool and make there a hole. Go. This is mm. why you put it in a cedar chest, because it will kill the little moths and the, the eggs that might produce. Pretty awesome. Produce. Yeah. That's and, just amazing. And so it repels insects, and it's the sap also it, it acts as a wound. It actually has medicinal value. Right. Um, but it acts as a wound, so like if there's a gash on the tree trunk from lightning or from whatever it is that might have struck it, the sap will cover the gash, protect it, harden it, and then it sort of acts like a, the way a Band-Aid would, <laughs> covering it over, hardens it, so <clears throat> the tree won't be affected and the tree would still live.
1: What's that scripture? It's Lord planted the cedars of Lebanon. He says, you're... Like a cedar, a on, And we
0: have, we have spiritual sap, if you will. Truth. To resist corruption. That's the parallel here. Gosh. You know, what is it? The incorruptible incorruptible seed of the
1: ever-living, ever-living
0: word of God. God. Remember our I'll confession? never be
1: the same. Never, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's the word of God on the inside of us. Yes. It's incorruptible seed. It will resist corruption that comes from Partaking of everything in the world. Yeah, yeah. So we do have a kind of spiritual sap, like as we meditate on the truth of the word of God, the righteousness of, uh, that we've been given in yes. Christ. We have the gospel. We have faith. The, the victory that overcomes the world, Scripture says, Hallelujah. is our faith. So we can draw upon these truths as we meditate on them, as we speak of them, as we declare them over our life. It's like we are resisting and pushing back the mm-hmm. enemy who wants to come in. With, some, with any kind of destruction. Right, and then the Ephesians,
1: fifth. you know, it's just like all of those are protecting from the wiles of the devil. The shield of faith will extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. This, yeah. You're a cedar of Lebanon. Mm. And, then and then unity, then unity yeah. is the next one. It, it, you know, this is really pretty amazing. Uh, even the limbs of a, let's say, a, a neighboring cedar tree, they grow right in to the other foliage they're unified so actually if one tree actually died the branches of that tree have been incorporated into the good one and they live is this incredible there's a picture I they, think yeah they, let's see what we got they merge into there you go they merge into like the, the, the living tree it's amazing And what is amazing about that? Psalm 133. Look at that. Behold, how good and how pleasant is when brothers dwell together in unity. Does God know what he's talking about? It's a little investigating on what he's saying. We just can't just say, oh, a tree, I'm a tree. (laughs)
0: I'm a tree.
1: (laughs) Uh, What kind of tree? (laughs) And where are you rooted? That's the key. Where are you rooted?
0: Yeah. So then the last one. I mean, there's many characteristics, but it's the longevity uh, and vitality that a cedar tree has. Again, some of these have been known to live two, even three thousand years. It's hard
1: to believe. Three thousand years.
0: Three thousand years. A tree. Now, this picture. Look at this. Look at this tree. I know. (laughs) There you go, 3,000-year-old tree. Now, that tree actually is a a living tree in Idaho, and it's a cedar tree. And they think that it's, they do believe that it's probably close to 3,000 years old. They said the circumference of it is 50 feet around. Yeah, wow. I mean, just consider all the things that that tree has weathered And gone through the storms, the wind, the hail, the fire, the snow, the fire, the lightning. Yeah, that it would have experienced. Yet there it is, standing (laughs) tall,
1: living.
0: And I think, you know, Jesus said, the storms of life will come to us all. Yes. Didn't he? Yes. But if you build your life, on the rock, if if you let your roots grow deep in Christ, you will withstand the storms of life. You'll come out standing. Yes. You will come out standing tall until the day he calls you home from this life, from this earth. Yes. And so I just, we we close with this, just reminding you, this not we could leave that picture up there, but just growing in grace from Psalm 92. They still bring forth fruit in old age. Do you see yourself like that? Bringing forth fruit in old age. Yes. I they don't know when I'm going to get there yet. <laughs> full of spiritual vitality. Rich. Mm. Green. In contentment. In trust of, of the Lord. There
1: you go. Yes.
0: Verse 15 says they are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and he's faithful to his promises. Hallelujah. He's my rock. And there's no unrighteousness in him. Mm. I pray that you would make that a declaration of faith. Write these words down. Put them on a card. Read them out loud. Declare them over your life in the morning or in the evening, throughout the day. Keep it in your car with you. This is how we learn to meditate and think upon the picture. Try to do your best to remember what the picture looks like. Yeah. I'm a living memorial to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He's my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. I mean, what a great word picture for a young person, anybody. I mean, no matter really what your age, that you you will grow older gracefully. Yes. Upright spiritually, upright physically. Living out our days, drawing our strength from the Lord, from the power of his word. Rooted oh, in Christ. Yes. I mean, God wants the tree of your life to be rooted in Him, deeply rooted in Him. Come on. Because it's just like that quote, when the roots grow deep, it doesn't matter how much the wind blows. And so, Father, I thank you for the beautiful word pictures that you give us, the metaphors for our life, Lord. I pray that we wouldn't just read past them. We would take time to know that your words are special, important. You meant every one of them. Hmm. Help us, Lord, to be partakers of the tree, Lord, of life that you've given us, Jesus, to draw life, believing in your great love for us. That's the rooting of our life. That's where our roots need to go down deepest. Yes. You love us. You're for us. You chose us from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Rise up big. Live for you. Stay connected and in union with you all the days of our life. Yes. Father we worship you we thank you for your strength
1: Lord God I thank you Father that you've called us as trees but not just any tree fruitful useful upright noble I thank you Father God that that cedars of Lebanon you've given some kind of specialness to And that's what you've called us, special. And our roots, Lord God, no matter what might be in opposition, our roots, just like the cedar in Lebanon, can burst through any opposition. As we live and walk in you, vitally united with you, that your words are our words we are who you say we are Lord now let me talk a moment to those people who have not been born again or outside of Christ none of this pertains to you you don't have the protection of God you're in this world and this world is tanking The only safe place is truly the rock. And Jesus is our rock. He is the victor. He's the soon coming king. He's the one who can forgive you of all your sins. Cause you to be born of his spirit. If you're here today and the Holy Ghost has been moving on your heart, And you're ready to give your life to Jesus. I'm asking you to raise your hand high enough so I can see it. And you can put it right back down and we'll say a prayer. And a miracle of all miracles will happen. And you will be born of His Spirit. Just like the roots of those trees, you do not see them. Just like our spiritual life, you do not see it. But yet it's alive. Anyone at all? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us word pictures today of how you see us. Teach us how to completely agree with your word and that we recognize who we really are in Christ. Thank you, Jesus.